0: What's up, Freedom Chasers? You are not going to wanna miss this one. Our guest today is gonna show you a proven sales system that will help you 10X any business you wanted. And he has made at least six millionaires teaching this system. And he's
1: gonna show you exactly how to do it right now. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. Meet Shane McGraw. Shane McGraw is a friend
0: of the show. This is the second time we've had him on. His first episode is one of our favorites. Shane is a loan originator at Bay Equity Loans and more importantly, the owner of the Cadre Concept. He's a serial entrepreneur that has multiple businesses and has a proven framework that he Keeps things simple with Shane. You know the deal. We'd like to kick it off with a story, man. So why don't you tell us one of your craziest real estate transactions or experiences that you've had thus far?
2: All right. So um, you know, picture this: it's nineteen ninety nine. It's about ready to be my birthday, and I'm getting shipped off to go to the United States Air Force. And um, I'm coming from a a interesting background with a probably what would some people would consider a terrible home environment and. Um, I'm not an idiot, but I got a lot to learn. And um, I joined the military on my birthday. I'm on a bus heading to basic training, and uh, you know, I go to sleep that night in a in a dorm uh, as a new enlistee in the United States Air Force, and I am totally not prepared for this. So I go through this uh, this six weeks intensive training where they tear me down and they build me back up, and they you know six weeks later they ship me out this air force machine where i'm genuinely a new person i've lost like 30 pounds my chin's up i'm walking tall i'm proud um i always loved my country that they didn't have to give me that but now i felt like i had something to do with it so here i am i'm jumping on a plane i'm adding landing my first duty station and i'm a heavy equipment mechanic that's what that's what i do for a living and um it wasn't the job i chose but i don't have very good hearing and so they kind of you know went from one job tw- to 20 jobs to like one job kind of thing. And so I was like, I guess I'm a mechanic. So here I am, I'm, um, I'm at my first duty station. I end up signing up to go to Korea and I go to spend a, a year in Korea. And I, I had a whole bunch of really cool happenings in Korea that I want to kind of, I'll come back to. And then I end up finding myself in Las Vegas, Nevada where I'm stationed. And as soon as I get there, they're like, hey, you're going to the Middle East. So I, I pack up my bag, I'm fricking jacked and excited. Um, I've never been more excited to go do something who in my life. I, I, I decided to quit smoking. I found Jesus when I was in the middle East, like my whole world changed when I went there. But one of the most powerful and impactful things happened to me is if you picture a flight line, um, I was a, at a base called Cutter air force base, which was, it's, it's one of the largest runways in the world. And therefore during the massive buildup during the Iraqi war we, um, in enduring freedom, we were flying planes from this air, from this on this, uh, runway, unprecedented. Like we broke every flying record ever in history. So on one half of the base, we were flying in materials for the whole middle East and then exporting them from, to all over the place. And so I was, I think it was like every 11 minutes a cargo ship is landing. When I got there, there was like 4,000 people. When I left, there was like 68,000 people. At the base, like it was a big ambition, and we were going to war. And I was there about four months before when we were not at war. We were very much at war, and um, my where I one of my compound was that I was stationed, where I went to work and fixed vehicles was kind of at the crossways of the taxiway for the planes and the and the takeoff for the fighter planes. So every day, in front of my, uh, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. In front of my work, I would watch these whoa planes filled with all these missiles and rockets and different you know, different types. And then we had the Aussies there and the British were there and we had all the United Nations were there. We were like, we were dropping bombs. I don't even know how there's an Iraq that still stands. Well, I mean, I think there was more sorties flown out of that base than ever in history by 10. It was like insane. And um, here I am in the Middle East. Well, one of the things that happens when you're a mechanic is everybody who's getting forward deployed, they come through and right before they get on the plane, to, to go forward deployed, they want to have all their heavy equipment and all their, you know, Humvees and Deuce and Hass and all the stuff they're going to be driving when they're in country. They want to have it all serviced one more time and make sure everything's functioning. And that was my job. Well, when they would come in, there'd be all these young, just chiseled, like just, you know, these are the dudes, you know, these are the dudes, the dudes that have been done some work. And because their their equipment was so loaded down with ammo and you know, armor piercing rounds and all these crazy, you know, turrets. And they were, they would stand guard over their vehicle while I was fixing it because it was still armored. They weren't going to unload all the ammunition out of it. So they were kind of keeping chabs on it with me there. And during that time, I, you know, I'm fixing their stuff and draining the oil and doing my thing. But I got to conversating with these guys and they taught me this phrase or this, this thing called a cadre. And what I come to realize, it was like this highly skilled group of people, who are working together for a common mission or purpose. And they would explain to me how each of them would come in just like I did in the military. They would go through a normal basic training like I did, but then they would go to another one that was for the dudes that wanted to do crazy stuff. And they would go there and they would get washed out and they, you know, the 10% would make it. And then from there, when they would, you know, that's when they would stay there for eight weeks and, you know, drowning each other and, you know, just going through the, going through the paces to, to weed out and make, get the strongest of mind and body. And then after that they would go to a technical school where they would learn how to be a gunner or learn how to be a navigator or you know whatever their role was in the in this kind of elite unit and they would go in training that that would usually take them you know up to a year before they even you know met their their group and then they would all fly into one place and they'd be like hi this is your team you know in six weeks you're going to war and so these guys would start like immediately immersing themselves in training learning how to cover each other and building camaraderie and build trust and work in a unit and navigate and go and they call it a cadre and it was just a highly skilled group of people that were highly trained. So the system I'm about to walk you through, it's not really for rookies, but if you were a rookie, you'd be pretty lucky to, to get your hands on it and to you know, build your character and your chops learning how to do this system. But it's really for people who have a lot of skill. They just need the clarity and direction to know where to put it and when to do it and for who. So we, we say who can provide the most value to the most people in the least amount of time. That's kind of our framework. Well, these dudes, they kind of taught me a lot about their culture in that year that I was in the middle East and it always in fact impacted me. So I come back, I get out of the military, I start doing business. I find this coaching system. They start teaching me these rules. And all of a sudden I start having this almost the same kind of like who or ambition that I had when I was in the military, that I was being part of this elite group that had a proven framework and You know when i did when i did the framework my results exploded and over a time i really come to i I knew it would work and it would work so well that i would basically do it for three months and then i would be petered out and i would basically you know have to take a break because i would create so much momentum around me and that's when i kind of learned about sprinting and it was this idea of like pitching yourself three months from now being able to clearly articulate what it is that you want to accomplish in your business and in your, in your, in your specialty, and then working backwards to it, breaking it down all the way to what you could, what proactive behaviors you could do in a day that would lead to that eventual outcome. And this coaching company said, okay, we want you to write goals. So I started writing goals. And then as I wrote goals, I was starting to exceed the expectations of time. You know, I, I thought in five years I would accomplish this, but I would do it in you know a year and a half. And I'm like, holy cow. I mean, I'm, I'm reaching goals that I, I don't even know if I had permission to reach, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm each time these coaches were believing in me more than I was believing in myself. And then what they would say is, hey, now we have a goal. Let's break it down into these practical parts and do it. So through that process, I started to really understand, you know, what activities inside a business, you know, what make the most impact for your business and, and, and create the most momentum for you. And I started labeling this, uh, what I believe is the two things that every man can control is your attitude and your effort. So these, these 10 functions that we kind of talk about, you know, they're really the measure of your personal conviction towards your attitude and your effort um, with this idea of like, I'm here to serve people. So if your business helps other people solve a problem, my system can help you 10X. So I kind of fell in love with this idea. Now I've started the thing called the cadre and I'm helping people do that from all over the country and I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. So it's practical.
0: Absolutely. Tremendous, man. Um, thank you so much for all the context that went on behind the cadre concept and giving us the whole evolution of where it came from. Um, so the, for those of us listening, could you give us a 30,000 foot view of what the cadre concept is And then we'll dive deeper into it.
2: Yeah, so it's a proven framework that, if done uh, collectively in a ninety-minute block for ninety in any in in any ninety-minute period of or ninety-day period of time, if done by noon, you could literally reach whatever sales goal you have. So, if you're in in the mortgage industry, you know it works for you. If you're in the insurance industry, it works for you. If you're in the I'm in the mortgage space. So my mind says anybody who helps people buy and sell houses and manage wealth through real estate, this system is for you. So if you're a financial advisor, estate, you know, any of those kind of people, this is a system that will help you. And it's designed where if your business is successful, when you work with others, um, especially other highly skilled professionals, then this system will help you.
0: Okay, I got to ask this because you said you could hit any sales goal in 90 days. So if I told you, Shane, if I told you I want to make 90 or if I told you I want to make a million dollars in 90 days, you think you'd be able to help me get there with this concept?
2: I think I can help you build the inertia that would eventually turn into the million dollars. Um, Usually a sales cycle is not enough to make a a million, but maybe two sales Mm -hmm. cycle could, you know, because it's 90 days to, to get something from a start to a finish. But yeah, I, think it's, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're selling units that are worth $400,000 a piece, yeah, yeah, I could do it.
0: Absolutely tremendous stuff, man. So, so what does the system look like? I know it's based on daily activities. So like, let's get into the activities that somebody should be doing on a daily basis in order to execute these 90 day sprints.
2: So what I've created is I've created like an online community through a website called Kajabi and, um. I can kind of show it on my screen so people can see it. So those of you in them, I'm sure we can drop the document and you know share some stuff, but um, I'll show you guys the uh, the document that kind of is the, the reducible minimum. So I have three basic trainings in my system and each of these trainings teach you how to get the most out of your day. First of all, you have to have a goal and then you have to know how to use the system, but ultimately it all leads back to this one simple, simple document what we call an impact tracker. So if you can see it on the screen, it's very, you know, um, what's the word? It's very simple. You know, I've found that the most successful things you can do are the things that are the, so simple that a fifth grader can do it. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated, it just has to be something that can be repeatable. And the way I look at it is, you know, I kind of like d d my day, and I, I, I carve out this, this coveted time where well, for 90 minutes I'm going to be, you know, super proactive. I'm going to I'm going to be as intelligent and as and as effective as I can be for this time, and I'm not going to have any reactionary um, activity. It's all going to be proactive. Um, and I'm to, the way our system is designed is you're going to pick up your phone because that's how we salespeople get things done. And we're going to call with this idea that we believe that you know when you get face to face with people and you and you solve problems and pain points you're gonna be valuable to the marketplace, but you gotta you gotta be able to call and ask someone, you know, how you can solve, you know, how, how you can add value. So in this context, these five squares over here, there's they're broken into five areas where we believe these five things are the heartbeat of anything that's in sales. So if you're calling someone, inviting them to event is a really powerful um, way of adding value to people is, you know, hosting educational things, whether or not you're hosting it or attending it yourself, but inviting people to join in, um, you know, Jesus says, come and see, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest calls. To, it's the greatest sound to almost any year outside of someone's name is an, an invitation. Everybody wants to be included. So we believe that, you know, most sales starts with inclusion, you know, how, how do I help other people? And then in, again, you're going to set appointments, you're gonna ask for reviews, you're going to give and get referrals, and then you're gonna ask for business. And if you know how to have quality conversations where Inside the construct of that conversation, you can fit in and score three or four of these points, these proactive behaviors. You're going to have some really great conversations, and those conversations are going to lead to some appointments. And then some ancillary stuff is going to kind of enhance those appointments. And in return, you're going to close business and build trust. And uh, over time, doing this repetitively, it's almost like a proven framework that you know works. You just got to have the courage to spend the 90 minutes a day kind of strapping in and doing what you got to do.
1: What I'm hearing from the system, you, you mentioned calling and giving referrals. It appears to me like what you're saying is, is that your instruction to a agent or an investor or a mortgage person would be not to call the consumer directly, but to call the types of professionals that can refer on higher levels. Do you have um, anything on that? Like who should these people be calling?
2: Well, we call it a wealth team and it's just anybody who really makes money when your clients are being served at a high level. So, you know, for me, I'm a mortgage guy. So, you know, we obviously got a bunch of, you know, third party providers, appraisers, inspectors and escrow and title. Those are all part of your wealth team. But there's some of them that when they make a referral, they're they're transferring the trust that they build with that client directly to you. And we find that those are people like insurance agents, real estate agents, anybody who kind of practices professional services who can help people you know navigate um you know we we all can't really know everything so we owe it to ourselves to surround ourselves with people who know certain departments certain areas of our finances to give us you know good wisdom to 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 do and then when we have a client in front of us each of those clients should have themselves a wealth team too so we should be able to refer to these people what I find is you know, I get a lot of my business from financial advisors because financial advisors will do an audit of someone's finances. And they'll say, Hey, you know, you might consider this mortgage that you have now, maybe it's not efficient, or it needs a better interest rate, or maybe we can pull some cash out and do some different things with it. But people use their, their real estate proactively, and a financial advisor can make really good recommendations. And then I can, you know, most of the time when they'll come to me, they're coming with a plan, and I'm just executing on behalf of this financial advisor, but the trust is there. And so that's kind of the key is you you kind of got to build this wealth team for your clients and for yourself first. And then from there, you can start adding a lot of value to people because you can extend the value you have in these people you work with as your own value. Does that make sense?
0: That makes perfect sense. So I'm just curious about this just in case somebody out there that's listening is totally new. What if they don't have referrals to give yet? Would this system still work for them?
2: Well, do you mean like if i'm a rookie and i i'm going to try to build a wealth team and i don't have anybody to refer to anybody else would it work
0: that's correct yeah
2: well i believe the best salespeople are probably problem solvers so you know um you know it shouldn't be too hard for you to need another profession you know if you're in the process of do, if you're on the road you know i think all the greatest stories of the bible come from when you're on the road you know like you know people are on the road all of a sudden they're blinded and you know they they go through a transformation, a and all of a sudden they're on a different course i think on the road is where we learn the most it's like the checks and balances of life with you know, we're learning as we grow and as we go so for to me um almost immediately in your life like my son's turning 18 in a couple months i want him to meet my financial advisor as soon as possible in his life and i want my financial mm-hmm. advisor to, to impart his wisdom on my son so whether or not he's going to be a successful businessman or not, he needs a team of people that are going to take care of him. So if anybody's new, that's the first thing I tell him. OK, we're going to go build you a wealth team. I want you to go meet all these people and, you know, just tell them that okay. you're new and you, you're looking you're looking to meet people that you can kind of learn and grow from.
0: OK, cool. So I was kind of going at it from a different angle, like say I'm a realtor, I have referrals to give to shane mcgraw loan officer right um so you're saying even if you're brand new you go right for the wealth team
2: yeah i mean why not
0: (laughs) okay don't don't
2: go i don't think anything in this world is you should go alone i don't know about Mm -hmm. you but i've been i've been a successful you know businessman for a long time if a young person or anybody comes to me and says hey i'm in the early stages i actually want to help like it's uh in my opinion it's almost like a uh know passing the torch you know i want to be valuable to others and i want to i want to help them of course you got to take it within reason especially if your clients are going to come and use me you know that that's Mm -hmm. a great way of working together but
0: absolutely so they have this 90 minute action plan every day as long as they're able to effectively maneuver through that and do it consistently they could hit almost any goal that they're looking for um I know you'd like to do 90 day sprints. Can we talk about this concept in a little bit more detail?
2: Yeah, I actually love it. Have you ever read the 12 week work year? You ever heard of that book? It's like a red book. Yeah. Um, I I'm read a, that a like in, in the onset of COVID and I'm like, I need to re-engineer my entire system because I have a lot of companies and I have a lot of people that work with me in those companies. And I recognize that um, I just can't lead for a year. I, I, I can't you know, too many things are changing, and the economy is shifting. And so I just started saying, you know, I can see three months from now. And when I started kind of applying this idea of like, how much can I get done in three months, if I had absolute clarity on what I was trying to accomplish, and who I was going to need you ever heard there's another book called uh, not what, but who? it's a really good book. And I, at the time, I'm a reader. So I wake up really early. And I read a lot of books. So you'll probably hear me. I don't really have any original knowledge. I don't think <laughs> I might just have I a bunch of I'm just, a, I'm a life learner. And at the time, I was reading everything I was reading and studying, I was, I would pick something that was a controlling thing in my mind, and I would study it and nausea. So I started a studying efficiency. And you know, what are the wealthy doing with their businesses to carve out time so they can be better fathers and husbands, but still, still provide lots of value to the marketplace. And I started recognizing that I was engineering my, my goals. And, you know, I wasn't doing short enough. So when I started doing these 13 week sprints, where I would say, here's 12, a 12 game season, every week matters, I can lose a day, but I can't lose a week, I can lose a week, but I can't lose a month, I can lose a month, but I am definitely not losing the quarter, I'm not losing a sprint. And that's when I started kind of getting really clear about how to hit the goals I set for myself. And what was kind of cool is I was really doing a bunch of mortgages. And then I decided that i thought this formula was so valuable that i could do it in anything i did so then i went and bought an insurance company and started doing it there and started seeing really good success and then i then i started buying real estate and i did the exact same formula and i started getting really good success and you know in 18 months i was able to buy 27 rentals and remodel them all and and you know restructure them and you know i didn't i wasn't qualified really for any of these major ambitions but when i realized that if i could find who find the right people and add value to them, they would, they would do the same to me. So I started doing that and I started realizing this is something that everybody should do if they just knew the value of working together with other people that are highly skilled, but you got to bring value. And so my system is everything you could possibly imagine to help you bring value to that 90 minute block. So when you say teach it to people all over the country,
1: everything to bring value, are you referencing like the messaging that you are giving to people or or just in the fact that it's a constant reminder that hey you have x and amount of activities to do by noon.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the first muscle like anything you do in life is to develop the muscle of consistency and discipline, right? So the sheet will do that for you. It'll the way the sheet is designed is it has a gray lines and those gray lines are like minimum particip- those are the standards. So if you're going to if you're going to be in sales, you better talk to 10 people about what you sell every day and try to add value to them and 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 see if see if the solutions you provide are what they need um you know look the whole marketplace is filled with buyers and sellers that's how everything happens so you should take a lot of pride in being someone who connects buyers and sellers and making helping everybody get what they want that's a wonderful gift and the world is better for having you but if you did it on purpose you could do it with so much more efficiency and so much more uh style you know what i mean so it's more like it's actually fun if you know how to do it right and i wasn't having fun when i was killing it with their with this coaching system but i was effective but i was having fun so i learned how to create the system in a way that um i really wanted to help people be successful and be become successful in the service of others and once i started kind of coming from that philosophy i started realizing there's an abundance of opportunity you just got to help everybody else get what they want to last time i was on your call do you remember i was talking about that develop that big project i yep. got where i Did found really a guy that about had all it? the skill mm-hmm. you know i didn't have the solution but i knew that if i could find someone who had the skill and the capital that they would appreciate my contribution too and it was really easy to find a partner for that once i recognized that i was solving first for someone else who needed he needed he need his skill isn't usable unless he's using it like it you know everybody wins when he's doing what he's good at
1: Totally. So I want to talk about this wealth team. So there's a a lot of agents when they get in the field, I come at it from the agent perspective, go and build Mm -hmm. relationships with insurance people and lenders. A lot of times that doesn't lead to many referrals. It seems like a lot of agents complain that they're giving five or 10 referrals to every maybe one lender referral. Can you talk about what what does a healthy wealth team look like? And obviously we're not promoting certain amounts of referrals because we don't want to violate RESPA Mm. or anything like that, but what does a highly functioning wealth team look like between its members?
2: Uh, That's probably my favorite question because this is where I think I can really get into I got a whole training on this whole cadre sales funnel on how to build build success one relationship at a time and do it well. Um, but I think if I was answering your question, you know I think everybody owes it to themselves to have their own personal wealth team of people they can count on when they're going through different you know different Large decisions, whether or not it's estate planning or financial advising or insurance or mortgage or real estate agents or anybody in that professional services space. But what I found is um, it's kind of a rising tide philosophy. You ever heard that that framework? Rising tide. So a rising tide floats all boats. So you got to learn that there's more value just than the direct client cons- referral. Uh, you know, like I couldn't I could count on so many times when my referral partner realtor needed a A buyer's agent and i was able to connect them with someone or when they needed a a new office space i was a, a new one that was available or when they were looking at a receptionist i knew someone who you know i could recommend highly or um they were doing some marketing and they needed a different mind to look at things or you know like there's a lot more to a working relationship than just the referrals but i find the referrals go to the people who the other i find realtors send referrals to lenders that they they know like and trust and I, and I know that you've heard that before, but no liking and trusting is a series of small kept promises. That's how you build trust. And that's how, that's how it starts is you gotta, you probably gotta aim to, to give more than you receive in the short term and, you know, trust the process for
1: reciprocation. So let's talk about the, the building of the business. So essentially yeah. when you say wealth team, it very much appears to me like what you're saying is you have one agent, one attorney, one person. So Is that it? Or like, if I'm if I'm a loan originator, do I go build relationships with 100 agents? And is building the relationships with agents? Can you have them outside of the wealth team? Like, can you describe like, the process of building the business?
2: Well, for me, um, I found too many, too many loyalties to too many people was hard for me to keep the promises I was making. Uh, That was really hard for me. Uh, There was a time when I was calling you know 40 or 50 new reorders every week and just you know i do loans i do loans i do loans i do loans and it was it worked it was effective but what i found is over time it was really hard so what we did is we tracked everybody that we got referrals from in the system we called it an accounts pyramid and i started interviewing all these coaches and i would do site visits where i'd fly to their office and i would look at these different systems that we had created in this coaching system and what i realized is there was from year to year, the amount of turnover of where their business was coming from was embarrassing. You know, the amount of like longevity in relationships was just not there. So I started recognizing that I think you can, I would rather have 12 good agents that do 12 deals a year than 50 that do one. So I started getting really, you know, learning how to say no to people who aren't at highly skilled and running at a high level. Not because I didn't want to help them, but just because I felt like, if you're, if you're in real estate and you're doing, you know, a couple of transactions a month, you're skilled, you know, you're, you're active in the marketplace, you're dealing with all kinds of different issues and you're running into it. You're not, you know, you know what you're doing. And then when I'm be, being highly skilled, when we work together, we're going to be highly efficient. We're going to be much more efficient together because we both have a proven process. So I, I try not to go after people that don't, that aren't experts
1: yet. So, and what I'd like to understand, too, is the the connection between the 12 agents that you're serving in in the wealth team. So, for example, would you recommend an agent have 12 lenders on their wealth team? Or is it that you have one agent on your wealth team and 11 other agents that you serve?
2: Well, I think it's a hard question because, you know, like, for me, I want to introduce people that I'm, that if I've earned their trust and I'm going to make an introduction to another professional, I want to pick a professional i think is most likely to gel with this person and add the most value and certain people are skilled in different niches you know some people are you know you know i'm a military guy that's my specialty is i help people buy houses in the military and that's my passion so i would prefer if if i got a military guy to pick another military agent that actually was in the military or knows military well because i think that their likelihood to do well together would be higher so I just think twelve is how many I can serve at a high level and have a high highly productive relationship where there's transparency and, and all the things communication and you know making them look good. You know Realtors need you to do a handful of things and if you don't know what you're if, if you're doing it for too many people, I don't know that you can do it as well, but some people can do it for more than I, I can <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So one of the key components of this system is being able to provide value to these to this wealth team. So let's talk about some ways that you could provide value um, on all levels. So, like, let's say for a brand new agent, what's a way that they could provide value to this expert that you're advising that they're going after? And let's even go on a higher level. Let's say an expert is approaching another expert and see other ways that they could provide value.
2: So say hypothetically, Matt is a top agent in my marketplace. And I feel like, you know, if he and I work together, we would bring more value to the marketplace together than we otherwise wouldn't. And, um, you know, I do a little bit of research to find out, you know, who Matt is and what makes him tick and, you know, why he gets out of bed. And if he's got a passion about what he's doing and if he can clearly articulate what problem he solves in the marketplace, that's really important in sales. A lot of people don't know how to tell people what they do. It's hard to refer a guy that's a realtor it's help. it's easier to, you know, refer a guy that's a realtor that focuses on between one and four, four unit, you know, rental properties that cash flow, that's a much different conversation, it's easier to refer, people understand a little bit better. And then when they think of you, and they they run into someone who needs that, it's easier for them to refer that because they know specifically what they're solving for, you know. Um, But uh, what was the question? I don't think I remember
0: um i think he answered the second one there already so let's go to like a brand new agent like how should he be approaching these experts and how would he be able to provide value
2: if i'm a brand new agent i'm going to try to make as many friends as i possibly can with other experts as i can you know my wife is a realtor so i've given she has some buyers agents on her team and what i have suggested is you know go meet 10 10 lenders and just get to know their story and find out what their skill set is and what their passion is and what they like about the business and genuinely be curious not trying to get you know business but just learning from those people and then go meet your title reps and go meet your attorneys and your property managers and like learn how to ask great questions and listen and take notes and 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 come away from the meeting with someone that you understand what they do and what value they bring to the market then what i find is that when you do that first you know then you find yourself talking to susie homemaker that wants to buy a house and she needs you know something fixed at her property you know a guy you know, you're like, Oh, I just actually just met a guy that specializes in 203 k's. And I think that might be a good solution for you. You know, I don't know a lot about the 203 k, but he does, you know, and that's when that's how you start to find problems that other people can solve. So I think I don't care where you are in your life. Here's one thing I believe about real estate, you could be highly skilled at real estate without actually ever doing real estate, because you've done other things in your life. And we're all in the people business. So if you've learned to bring the skills of yesterday into your real estate today, you'll learn the contracts over time, but it's the people skills that are the most marketable.
1: Wonderful. So your system essentially focuses on building relationships with the people that are also doing B2C, not going directly to B2C. And that way you essentially build a base of people that are referring at high levels. And then that way you're never having to have a system where you're running sales and marketing in that sort of way. You're just networking strategically in a similar way to like the way that generally phone sales trainers will coach and hold accountable, like your Mm -hmm. discipline from eight to 12. And then now do you recommend that they're actually holding these meetings by 12? Like they're literally done by 12 or eight to 12 is the process with which they get the meetings.
2: Yeah. So nine to noon is when you work on your business proactively doing the, the most important things that where, you know, what I used to tell my staff is if you can do all these activities by noon, you can go home. Like the, the, the you've moved the needle and you've planted the seeds and your garden will grow because you're doing the right things to the right people at the right time. And this system is proven to do that. So if you do that, you just got to trust with, with repetition over time that you'll hit your, hit your goals. The problem people have with success is they lack the internal character to do a process repeatedly to where they can become a master at it. And my system, kind of wings out it's probably not for you if you can't make a promise to yourself and keep it Um, but if you can make some promises to yourself and keep it and then practice the character development of doing this every day and do it a little bit better than you did the day before using new tools you know practicing your poise and like i'll give an example the last podcast we did with you guys one of my friends is like super into like behavior analytics and like or stuff and he watched my podcast and he said that i have some nervous twitches that i should work on and i was like Okay, I'm going to try. He's someone who went to school. He knows a ton. I trust him. So I've been the whole time, like he said, I kept touching my lips. Last time I was on a podcast. I'm like, oh, so I've been holding my hands down so that I'm not touching my lips because I'm trying to Mm -hmm. practice my craft and be a better communicator. So I I like it. I like the the daily grind for that. I think it, it reveals the character in a man. If you can do the same thing repetitively and do it well. But it, it starts to become what I learned for me is once I do it for a while, it's it's a muscle that happens. And I start to do it without even having the sheet in front of me because I understand how to have conversations and you know how to how to add value to other people.
0: This is absolutely tremendous stuff. I mean, it's so exciting for me to hear because as we've done this podcast, um, the more and more I see how much a network is and how powerful it can be. Um, So what else is there in the cadre concepts, Shane? I mean, we talked about the 90 day sprints and we talked about the wealth team. What other things are there that people should be implementing in their daily action plan?
2: Well, the number one thing that makes the cadre unique and it's the thing that we're trying and striving for every day is proximity. Surround yourself with highly skilled people that's the first leg of this, you know, the definition of a cadre, right? Highly skilled people. And then you got to develop a framework inside of your business where you work collaboratively with others. And then you got to find people that have the same goal or mission that you do. Because if you reach your goal, so will they you are doing it together. It seems so elementary when I say it, but like, it's really all roads lead back to those three that three pronged approach. So here's something that I can give you as an example. My mom is uh, she's an information controller inside of the military right now she works for like the dod and she's probably within three or four years of retiring she's doing really well and um, she's got this passion for real estate so she was like i need to find something that fits my age demographic something that i'm passionate about and so she took my whole system and she decided to find an asset class that she wants to invest in within two years of getting out of her retirement so that when she gets out of her retirement she has another asset that's providing the same level of income from her her current and i was like mom that's super cool so she found this master. excuse me she found this master class and she went and learned how to do like assisted living facilities and she decided that her mom just went to one she's passionate about it she loves helping older people it fits all of her You know, the world needs it. I'm good at it. I get paid for it. You know, it's a good work. Like she, she went through the purpose process and decided this one, this one would check off all the boxes and there's enough profit. So she said, Shane, what do you do? And I said, well, you need to start calling all the people who make money in this services and getting to know them. So before you know it, she'd already visited like three facilities. She went and met an attorney that does that. She met a financial advisor that helps people get ready for that stage of life. And within a short period of time she built an entire team of people who are highly skilled and sure enough she gets a call from an estate planner that says hey i have a couple who needs to go through a real estate transaction they want to sell their house and then they want to take all the proceeds and they want to roll it into this new type of living and they're going to put it in this financial vehicle that i'm going to create and i wondered if you would go and hand walk them through this process she said absolutely so she goes out there and says hi i do silver services which helps people in your bracket sell their house with a mindfulness of what's coming next and sure enough she went and did that transaction and did it really well and now she's starting to grow her business that way but she started out with being a person that said i I have a goal and then so now she picked up her impact tracker and said i need to call 10 people that serve the same people i serve and find out what pain points they have and how i can help and before you know it she built a team so that's kind of like the game you can plug it into anything like right now i'm working on buying this big commercial building and it's a $10,000 lift, 10,000 square foot lift, and it needs to be rezoned a little bit, and it needs a f- exterior facade, and it needs sprinklers and all these things. So I'm meeting three different professionals that know a lot about that on Thursday to go through the building and get the, all their takes on what they think it would take and how long it would take, and if they think it's the right decision. And by the end of that, I should have a good working idea if this you know, 10,000 square foot square can become what I want it to become and if it is, I'll know how to do it and who to call. Does that make mm. sense? So I can solve anything in my business ambitions by just going back to, you know, I know what, now who? Who do I call and how do I provide value to them? Do you think that architect wants to design that 10,000 square foot building? Of course, he's an architect. That's what he does. And he'd gladly let <laughs> pay him to do it and help me.
0: Of course, without question. And you also mentioned before that you should be targeting people that have the same goals, the same morals and the same values as you. So what kind of activities should people be taking in order to find and attract these people?
2: Good question. Um, you know, I don't know what the secret sauce of that is. I know that I have it. I genuinely <laughs> like people. Um, you know, it doesn't, I, I, I can meet someone and within short order, I could be a fan of them. It just, it's something that I have. It's in my heart. So I think you gotta, you know, People got to genuinely want to see other people reach their goals and find, find people like that, you know, and I don't have to have all the same morals or the same compass as they do, but I have to have the same ambition. What I found like in my marriage, this is, it's true to my marriage. Whenever her, my wife and I, of Carly, she's a realtor too. So we kind of work together all the time. Um, whenever we're fighting or disagreeing, it's usually that we have the same goal, just a different approach. Rarely it's like, I'm like, I want you to tell me you love me more. And she's like, well, good, because I want you to feel loved. But I just don't do it the way you do it you know because she loves me she's on the other side of the equation we both want the same thing so in sales that's the biggest problem people think they got to sell people something the problem is is you got to help people solve the problem so I think that if you you know what you're you know what problem you solve in the marketplace you'll always have some work to do but anyways it's it's I think it's really hard for people to learn all these sales I've been a sales rep for 17 years so I You know, I'd read every book that I can and gone, like Matt, you were saying you've been to four, you go to four conferences a year. Like I love learning. I remember when I first got in, there was this guy that was super valuable to me in my learning. He said that uh, he didn't go to college, but he spent $100,000 on books and conferences to learn to become. He's highly skilled because he's put the work in. So I did that. And what I found is in the cadre, I've whittled that down to the most practical, simple, you know, things that when, when you do one thing, it affects all things. So I've kind of, I've kind of taken the hard part out of it. You just got to have the courage to do it and surrender, you know?
0: Absolutely. Um, Shane, is there anything else about the cadre concept that you would like to discuss?
2: yeah so i have a a one form where all roads lead back to this one form i had all these courses i have all these resources and scripts and how to's and when to's and blogs and all these stuff that i've created i have a big email series so if you sign up i'll teach you how to build your business one day at a time for 90 days and i just i share it all it's not salesy i promise it's actually just skills and tactics and my goal is is that every time you get one of my emails you save it and you look at the subject line and then you come back to it when you can give that subject line the effort it needs because everything in there is actually missional it's all designed to help you it's not sideways chatter um, so that's the first thing um and lately i've recognized that a deep dive into my form breaking down each line and how it works and why and how it works in harmony and how it kind of makes up the seven step, seven pillars of a business is important and i have a lot of people asking for it so i'm going to launch a three-part virtual training series starting on the 26th of this month january and um i'm gonna offer it's gonna be 25 bucks but if you're a member you can come for free type of thing and then you can come in and i'm going to teach that form at a really high level and then the next series i'm going to teach how to run a team to that form at a really high level and then the next one i'm going to teach when to do what to who So it's going to be a three-part series that will basically give you every tool you need. And then the library, of course, at that point would be your war chest of tools and resources to to kick butt.
0: Absolutely. This sounds like an absolutely tremendous program, Shane. If anybody listening in the audience wanted to get access to it, what would be the best way for them to do so?
2: Well, the free version would be go to cadreconcept.com backslash sprint. And that would get you all those 90-day emails i'm putting every bit of my best efforts into those emails right now i've only written the first month and i'm working on the next two months and i've broken it into these three sections and then i'm trying to really go deep into that you know the practical stuff so you can pause it practice it try it again and you know i can share all the tools and resources that'll help you be successful and then of course the facebook community will give you all the the other people who are running in the same pace as you you know, my hope is, is that people will, will turn to that community and, and provide a lot of value to each other. And then if everything were to work, if my dreams were to come true, people would come to my platform and they would agree to sprint every quarter together and they would set goals together and they'd just go, you know, help each other kick butt from all over, you know, logos and egos at the door. Everybody would work together to, to help each other reach the goals. And then I've created mm-hmm. a bunch of like spreadsheets and resources that people can use in those groups if they wanted. But right now I think the best thing I could do for people is go to the cadre concept backslash sprint will help people learn how to engineer their business in a three month, just high intensity focus training. And we found that it works really well when you want to get somewhere and today's environment right now, real estate took a reset. weren't we talking about Mm -hmm. that just before, like, as far as I'm concerned, whether or not you've been in for a year or 16 years, you're a rookie right now. You're a rookie right now, going back to the basics. You know go back to doing the right thing at the right time to the right people and you know finishing you know the 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 well has been turned off you're gonna have to go create Mm -hmm. value if you want the marketplace to reward you it's just the way it is so i think almost everybody needs a proven system that they can follow
0: yeah and this is the best possible time like you said not only that but you have a free version so um shane mcgraw can't thank you enough for coming on the show again and taking a deep dive into the cadre concept, man, this has been absolutely tremendous. Um, to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time at a bare minimum. Go join this 90 day sprint. It's totally for free. And Shane is trying to create an amazing community of like-minded people that want to provide value to each other. Um, This is a tremendous opportunity for you. So I I strongly encourage you to do so. And it's also worth checking out his paid program. I've checked it out and I thought it was fantastic. So um, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. Go join this course. Tell somebody you know that will hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.